Hey, there's good news on the Medicare front. Hey, it's Chuck here, and I just want to fill you in on uh, two items that are coming up for 2024. It's always good to um, share some good Medicare news with you. So uh, looking forward to spending time with you. Thanks for downloading and joining us on the EMS Board & Collar Podcast. We'll get started in just a minute. Welcome to the QMC Board & Collar. News and thought-provoking discussion for today's emergency medical service professional. The Board & Collar Podcast Series is brought to you by QuickMed Claims, a national leader in emergency medical transportation revenue cycle management and reimbursement consulting. Now, your host for today's Board & Collar Podcast from QMC's business development team, Chuck Humphrey. So I love to begin a podcast with good news, especially about Medicare, because as you know, it doesn't always happen. While not yet formally published, CMS has announced that the add-on payment adjustments to the National Ambulance Medicare Fee Schedule have been carried over once again for yet another year through calendar year 2024. What this means is for ambulance transports that originate in urban designated zip codes, an additional 2% will be added to the Medicare reimbursement. For transport originating in rural designated zip codes, an additional 3% reimbursement amount will be added. And for transport that originate in the most rural areas of the U.S., designated by that term super rural, an additional 22.6% will be once again added. Along with these additional payments also comes an extra 50% mileage payment increase on the per mile rate on the rural and super rural transports, when the Medicare administrative contractors pay for the first 17 miles of each of those transports. So look, as inflation has cooled, which is a good thing for all of us, unfortunately, so does the ambulance inflation factor. So CMS has announced that the AIF will be a cooler 2.6%. Now you have to remember last year, um, it was over 8%. So it has dropped, but Luckily, it's in the positive. It's not negative. And so we'll take it and run with it uh, for sure. That's 10.6% in two years, which is nothing to sneeze at. Uh, the increase will be applied to the National Medicare Ambulance Fee Schedule with payments made on claims with the data service of January 1, 2024, and thereafter. Uh, now, let me remind you, there's two factors that go into calculating the ambulance inflation factor. Two factors are combined to arrive at this adjustment. The first element of the formula is the consumer price index for all urban consumers, or what we call the CPIU. This pulls data from the 12-month period ending in June of the previous year. For this year, June was the cutoff. Once that value is calculated, then the productivity adjustment is configured. This is equal to a 10-year moving average of changes in the economy-wide private non-farm business or what they call the total factor productivity, or the TFP. And that actually began calculating January 1 of 2014. This is then subtracted from the CPIU as an adjustment. The idea of this is, in the government's terms, is that they have to figure in an efficiency factor over inflation. I, I don't get it, but, you know, it's formula. What can you do? And it's the government. So those of you who have followed this um, uh, space for a while you'll take note that the TFP replaces the MFP and EIEIO. No. <laughs> so multi-factor productivity is what it was called. They changed the term. It's now TFP. 
There's no change in the calculation, just the change in the label. And sometimes I think they do that just to confuse us. <laughs> but anyhow, um, so the resulting formula is, again, the CPIU, subtract the TFP, and you arrive at the AIF. So let's go back and just uh, make sure you fully understand this. The CPIU is the statistical metric developed by the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics used to monitor the change in the cost of a set list of products. It's really a type of pseudo-inflation monitoring device. While not directly measuring inflation, the value provides the federal government with a window into the price trending, and it predicts the severity of any pending inflation or deflation. So using a cross-section of eight major groups, spanning 200 different types of goods, government statisticians pull the data to arrive at the CPIU factor. The eight major groups include food and beverages, housing, apparel, transportation, medical care, recreation, education, communication, and then there's that catch-all category called other goods and services. And they give an example of why, I don't know, tobacco and smoking products, personal care items and services, such as funeral expenses. Uh, I, again, I don't get it, but that's how it's defined, all right? And then the monitoring of the fluctuations in the prices that urban residents pay to purchase certain sets of basket goods ensures that the government can effectively follow the cost of living for those persons residing in the sample statistical areas. Of course, remember that approximately 80% of the population of the U.S. resides in an urban setting. So this particular data set is a very useful tool. Now let's look at the TFP or that total factor productivity adjustment. This is the calculation that measures changes in ec economic output per unit of combined units. Is that not a government phrase? Output per unit of combined units. All right, so the indices of TFP adjustment are pulled within the United States based on private non-farm business and manufacturing sectors of the economy. TFP measurements reflect the joint effects of many variables, including the effect on the economic efficiency from things like new technologies, economy of scale, managerial skill ratchets, plus changes in organizational factors surrounding production. What this means is the government is tempering any notion of rising costs by what they say is our ability to work smarter and more efficiently over time, which they believe offsets the impact of inflation. The end decision since the TFP was added to the AIF formula a few years ago is for the government to determine that the ambulance industry does not require a full inflationary boost because our own efficiency offsets the impact of inflation. Huh? I don't get it. I really don't. But again, I, it's a way to temper that increase. We all know Medicare's ailing, going broke, they say. So I guess it's a way of offsetting um, great big increases. The formula for 2024 is this. For the 12-month period ending in June, the Federal Bureau of Labor Statistics has calculated the CPIU at 3.0%. That's a 12-month period ending June 2022. It's a previous year. The TFP has remained fairly steady over the past few years, and that lands at 0.4% this time around. So therefore, the formula, the CPIU is 3.0% this year. 
we subtract the 0.4% of the TFP and the AIF comes in at 2.6%. So what's next? Well, now that the AIF is final, the ambulance industry awaits the application to the final National Medicare Ambulance Fee Schedule for 2024. The fee schedule is annually released when CMS issues the public use file. Now, usually it will come now in just a few weeks, uh, typically before the end of the year, especially now that we know the add-on payments are going to be carried over. There'll be no delay, and the, the uh, Medicare administrative contractors need this information so they can adjust their payment systems and get ready for processing 2024 claims. The 2.6% incre increase may not mean a direct 2.6% dollar increase for next year's ambulance payments, ambulance payments for Medicare for you. Just have to say that because um, it's not automatic. And here's the reason why the final uh, fee schedule values won't be known until the AIF is applied as it's part of that calculation uh, while factoring in other elements of the fee schedule calculation, which include the standard relative value units, which they don't change unless Congress changes them. But what does change is the what's something called the GPCI, the Geographic Practice Cost Indices. And those are changed um, based on regional adjustments um, and then are implemented in the final fee schedule calculation. It's kind of a cost uh, factor um, added in and it's, uh, it's divided by um, uh, data set regions. Um, urban, rural, whatever the case may be. Of course, we are all anxiously awaiting the results of the Ground Ambulance Data Collection System, or the GADCS, uh, to be published and reviewed by Congress in their quest to once and for all decide on what, if any tweaks, will be made to the ambulance fee schedule. This is ultimately going to be the fix. In theory, uh, our hope is, is that Congress will gain a key insight into the, the staggering costs, rising costs, of providing EMS nationwide, and finally adjust the fee schedule appropriately and get rid of the need for those uh, add-on payments, or they're just going to extend them um, ad infinitum. And um, if they do that, then they really should look at an increase. And uh, I give credit to the American Ambulance Association because they have um, uh, suggested to um, CMS that um, they uh, – ask Congress for an increase if they're going to keep the add-on payments. To me, it's silly. Those add-ons, they might as well just formulate the Medicare fee schedule to recognize what really needs to be paid. Um, and I'm hoping, we all are hoping, that the uh, ground ambulance data collection system will finally provide our costs and show that we're way underfunded uh, for what we do by Medicare, uh, absolutely Medicaid, and um, as they go, so go other insurances. And, and keep in mind that in many cases, in some states, um, my home state here in Pennsylvania, uh, the auto payment rates, the floor payments, and workers' comp are all based on a percentage of the Medicare fee schedule. So as Medicare goes, so goes everyone else. And um, so this would be a key adjustment if we can finally get this right. And um, we need increases. Let's face it. Um, the news isn't good. Um, throughout the country, um, just read another article where a national ambulance player is moving out of another um, uh, city area and uh, the local EMS providers are scratching as to what they're going to do. Um, and I don't need to tell you listening in, if you're listening to this podcast, you're obviously involved in the EMS system. 
And I don't need to tell you um, what has been happening in our industry for years, um, probably for a decade or two, if we want to be honest about it. And uh, I hate to use this term, but an old country term of mine, the chickens are coming home to roost, are finally coming to play. So we need this fix. But for now, small celebration, ye. 2.6% more in Medicare money, 10% over the last two years. Again, nothing to sneeze at, it's more money. Um, we have seen some Medicaid uh, adjustments, thankfully. Um, and uh, you know, it's time to wake up. Our legislators need to wake up. Uh, elected officials down through the line. I don't care if they're local, regional, state, national. Um, EMS is struggling in this country and we need all the money we can get. So let's celebrate. Uh, good luck in 2024 as you see some new monies roll in and uh, wish you all the best. Um, and as always, we always end our podcast with this. Hey, be safe out there. <music>